Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to New Haven Healing Center's podcast, Words of Life, Love, and Hope, a journey to the center of your being. My name is Leanne Thrapp, and I've spent over three decades caring for the sick and dying. I've gained a unique perspective on the meaning of life, the importance of relationships, and the value of living in the present moment. I hope to inspire listeners to think more deeply about their own lives, relationships, and priorities, and find meaning and purpose during life's messiness, challenges, transitions, and, let's not forget, beauty. This podcast is about exploring the hidden, true essence of who we are at our core. As we embark on this journey together, let us open our hearts and our minds to the possibilities that lie ahead. Let us connect with each other and the world around us as we strive to discover the beauty and richness that New Haven has to offer. In our last episode, we journeyed from the head to our heart to our soul space. In this episode, we are going to discuss what gets in the way of transformational and peaceful journey to our being. Remember, our being is often associated with qualities such as authenticity, presence, and mindfulness. It involves being fully engaged in the present moment, embracing our inner truth, and accepting our innermost self, which encompasses our true essence and sense of I am. It sounds simple, doesn't it, this journey? Why then do we get stuck in our own head, hold grudges, resentments, and feel so helpless when life doesn't go as planned? Why then do we use numbing agents such as shopping and drugs and alcohol and pornography, food, exercise, work, and more work to numb out helplessness and vulnerability? Why then do we crawl through life numb, and separated from our sense of self. Imagine a caterpillar crawling along the ground, moving through life in a limited and seemingly helpless state. It can only eat an inch forward with no ability to fly or explore beyond its immediate surroundings. This stage represents a state of helplessness where one feels stuck and unable to break free from one's limitations. However, within the caterpillar lies the potential for transformation. It builds a protective cocoon around itself, shutting out the world and undergoing a remarkable internal change. During this time, the caterpillar undergoes a process called metamorphosis, where its body completely rearranges itself and transforms into a beautiful butterfly. I don't know about you, but I spent many years crawling along aimlessly as a caterpillar, living in my headspace. I'm going to share how stuck I was living life as a caterpillar, not wanting things to change while I was in a long and flawed marriage that finally ended in divorce 10 years ago. When you hear my story, you will probably ask yourself, Why did she stay in that marriage so long? 
Why was she so afraid of leaving him? I didn't know it then, but what I can tell you now is I stayed so long because I was afraid of cocoons. So here I am crawling along aimlessly as a caterpillar, eating and growing and shedding my four to five skins as good caterpillars do. There was just one problem. The skin I shed always looked the same. Same skin, different day. For a decade, I shed the same skin over and over. I had great ways to numb my distress, to convince myself that nothing in my life needed to change. I could not imagine a divorce, failure, disaster. I was at a time in life when I should have it together. I was petrified of the cocoon. I could not imagine life as a butterfly. I was stuck, fearful, and scared to death of the cocoon. I mean, who likes to be in a cocoon? There's no light in there. It's hard to breathe. Messy. I hate messy. You have to let go of the life you have and let it liquefy. Liquefy into what? I don't like uncertainty. I don't like not knowing. I don't like losing control. I want to know what it's like and what it's going to be like before I start spinning a cocoon. Letting go of something familiar, as dysfunctional as it was, and opening up to something dark and messy and wet and scary and uncomfortable is terrifying. I prefer to stay separated from my real self, my deepest self, my being. So let me tell you what caused me to think it was better to remain a caterpillar than to enter a cocoon so I could become the butterfly I was created to be. First, I'm resilient. I kept telling myself, I can get through this. I convinced myself that if I played the part well, and I did, no one would know that inside I felt dead, empty, and so incredibly heavy. The denial, sorrow, helplessness, fear, anger, guilt, and shame was palpable and woven into the very fabric of my being. Every morning I looked in the mirror and I smiled at myself and I was empty. I would move my face as close as I could to the mirror so I could find me. I felt orphaned, like I had abandoned myself, and in many ways I had. But on the outside, I looked great. I was an executive running a several million dollar hospice corporation, and yet my denial wouldn't let me see what was right before my eyes to see. That all changed when I was sitting in a courtroom watching my husband be arraigned on embezzlement charges. I woke up that day. I had overlooked all the signs, made excuses for him. It seemed like such a surprise that this man that I loved so much could be facing a judge. I left the courtroom that day and my head was spinning. I was wrapped up in a web of lies, deceit, and hurt. Going into the cocoon finally seemed more appealing than the empty caterpillar I had become. Nevertheless, I did not enter. I was not going to be turned inside out. I was not going to be liquefied. So consequently, I figured out how to stay out of that cocoon for four more years. I liked my caterpillar life. I didn't want to go into that dreadful cocoon. 
I continued to live in a state of denial. In my head space, every time I confronted my husband about his lying or his cheating or his stealing, I believed him. I so wanted to believe him that I let denial overtake my common sense, my intuition, and my self-worth. So you see how barriers block, hinder, or armor us from accessing our being, our true self, keeps us in our headspace? I've learned denial can get in the way of wholeness by preventing individuals myself included, from acknowledging and accepting their emotions and experiences, recognizing and addressing their problems, and seeking help and support from others. Denial involves suppressing or ignoring emotions and feelings that we don't want to deal with and lead to feelings of numbness, disconnection, and a lack of emotional awareness. Denial can prevent us from being self-aware and understanding our own needs, desires, and limitations, and can make it difficult for us to make choices that are in our best interest. Denial can prevent us from connecting with others on a deeper level. When we deny our own emotions and experiences, we're unable to empathize and connect with others. Denial can cause us to remain stuck in unhealthy patterns and behaviors. By denying our problems and avoiding them, we are unable to move forward. Consequently, we rely on a multitude of numbing agents to numb out our beingness. We identify with our numbing agents to convince ourselves that nothing in our life needs to change, right? I clung to numbing agents until, well, a severe illness and an inquiry into who was the beneficiary on my life insurance policy that I reconsidered the value of going into the cocoon. I knew it was time for dramatic change. I just didn't know that cocoons were a safe place for the dramatic change that I needed. But I had grown weary of chomping on empty words. I no longer felt comfortable in my own skin I was summoning the courage to go in there. I knew I needed to face my fear of the unknown. I needed to let my protests and denials be liquefied. I needed to get out of my head and move into my heart space and trust. The cocoon stage symbolizes a period of transition and vulnerability. Inside the cocoon, the caterpillar goes through a profound internal restructuring, breaking down of the old form and reorganizing into something entirely new. It can be compared to times in life when we feel helpless, vulnerable, or uncertain about the future. These transitional periods can be uncomfortable and challenging, much like being enclosed within a cocoon. So, my tired, weary, helpless, spent self moved from my head to my heart and began to spin my cocoon. And I got real with myself. And I realized that I was going to have to grasp onto that leaf, hold on, and trust sooner or later. 
Metamorphosis occurs when we mourn our losses, release the shame of who we are not, and forgive ourselves and others. Transformation will not occur until we learn to forgive. Ugh. Forgiveness can be a powerful catalyst for personal and interpersonal transformation that involves various factors such as self-reflection, willingness to change, personal motivation, learning from past experiences, and taking proactive steps towards personal development. Forgiveness can be an essential part of this process, particularly when it comes to healing emotional wounds, resolving conflicts, and letting go of resentments or anger. Mm-hmm. It's hard, isn't it? The good news is, by forgiving ourselves or others, we can release the burden of negative emotions, free up mental and emotional energy, and create space for personal growth. Forgiveness can help us break free from the cycle of pain and move forward towards positive change. Finally, the caterpillar emerges from the cocoon as a magnificent butterfly, spreading its wings and taking flight for the first time. This transformation represents the empowerment and liberation that can come after a period of helplessness and transition. Well, how did I emerge? I left a toxic, stressful work environment. I moved to a new city. I started over, and I found me again. The once helpless Leanne has now become an elegant butterfly, capable of soaring to new heights, exploring the world, and experiencing life from a completely different perspective, from my soul space. You can too. The metaphor of the butterfly transformation emphasizes the idea that personal growth involves discomfort and a willingness to let go of the familiar. It symbolizes the courage to embrace change, the beauty that can emerge from vulnerability, and the potential for a more vibrant and expansive existence. Healing can be a complex and challenging process. The three approaches that were most helpful to me along this journey was one, build a support system. Having a support system of friends, family, and loved ones, they can offer emotional support, help you feel less alone, and provide a safe and supportive space for you to process your experience. Secondly, practice self-care. This might include things like getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, and engaging in activities that bring you joy and fulfillment, being outdoors, journaling. And last, practice self-compassion. That involves treating yourself with kindness, understanding, and acceptance, especially during times of difficulty or when facing personal shortcomings. Letting go of hurt often involves opening up and being vulnerable. People may fear that by letting go, they will expose themselves to further pain and that they might lose control. 
they might believe that holding on to their pain provides a sense of protection. On the other hand, when you release the attachment to the pain, you open up to a greater sense of calmness. Does that mean that peace and pain can coexist within an individual? Hmm. Learn more about this on our next podcast. I end with a poem from someone whose teachings and philosophy continues to impact my work with the sick and dying. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep, loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. By Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. I'm grateful for your attention and appreciation for your support. I invite feedback and suggestions and ideas for future episodes. Next up, peace and pain can sit side by side without fear. Watch for the next episode on June 24th. Until next time, stay beautiful.